Welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange, our series of conversations with the artists, labels and promoters shaping the electronic music landscape. My name is Mark Smith and I'm the tech editor at Resident Advisor. For some, social media is a symbol of the decay of modern society, but it's also the de facto tool for artists interested in self-promotion and cultivating a fan base. Whether you like it or not, the illusion of visibility and popularity that social media imparts has become a key industry metric in the past decade, encouraging artists to take their posts as seriously as their music. So marketing yourself on social media is the topic of this week's exchange, which is a recording of a panel discussion held as part of RA's conference program at last year's Deckmantle Festival. Moderated by RA social media manager Christian Murphy, it sees Sassy J, Varg, and Hieroglyphic Bing sharing their perspectives on the pros and cons of social media promotion. Over the next 40 minutes, we get a sense of the pressures and opportunities social media presents, and the strategies each artist uses to get what they want from the various platforms. As always, you can find our full archive of exchanges at residentadvisor.net and follow us on SoundCloud at ra-exchange. The exchange on social media marketing is up next. Welcome to the second panel, Marketing Yourself as an Artist in 2018. Yeah, in 2018, social media is the most necessary of evils. So from data misuse to cyberbullying, it seems like every single day is a negative headline out there in the press about social media. But for artists, it's also a means of connecting to their fans and furthering their careers. But at what cost? Well, thankfully, I've got three people here who are going to help me answer this question over the course of the next hour. We've got Jamal, aka Hieroglyphic Being. Keep that same energy. Uh, we've got Judith, aka Sassy J. And we've got Jonas, aka Vogue, and many other aliases as well. 
Um, so I just want to start with a really simple question. Uh, which social media platforms do you use? Truthfully, I'm not really a social media whore. I just, it's not my thing. I'm, I'm old school. I'm old dinosaur. I still believe in person to person, people to people. So I'm still, in, I'm, I'm still in the street team format. So I'm not knocking it. I just feel like sometimes social media can make you very lethargic, lazy, lacking in motivation because you just figure, oh, if I got 5,000 friends, I'll post something up and everybody going to like it. It's just not the case. You get five people. So I'm the type of person I can go out somewhere and I can connect with five people in an environment. And before that event or festival I'm at trying to do groundwork, street team stuff, 50 other people will know about it before it's over because one thing about human uh, connection, we love to talk. We don't know what we're saying, but we just love to run our mouths. So I've always had some my benefit to go into environments when it comes to street teams to like be in a community to do what I do. So it's like I'm appreciative to some social media stuff, but for me, I feel like you should use all tools at hand, just not rely on one thing. Because internationally, social media works when you can't afford to like uh, fly to the places and promote. You can try to reach and connect with people from all over the planet. But always remember to stick with grassroots. So I have yet to really find a social media format that really works for me. I just turned on Instagram five months ago. So I'm really late in the game. <laughs> well, um, I definitely appreciate Instagram for just uh, the pictures. But honestly, like I started really late with that. And Facebook, I was not really using it a lot. But for some things, it was very helpful to um, invite Arthur Verokai and Artsimuth over to play in a festival and not going through an agent. So to reach people like that, it's amazing. But for the rest, um, yeah, if I use something, it's Instagram. But as you say as well, to meet people, to go, to travel, to explore record shops, to buy your records at places that you've never been, to meet people you've never known to step out of the comfort zone um, that all like brings so much that will shape your uh, character and shape how you approach things and appreciate things and yeah if you come from I come more from the 80s from the hip-hop so that really stuck with me it's like uh, you have to step up and maybe you, you know if one evening you're ready to go into the circle and make a move or you, you're ready to take the mic and to do a freestyle. So you cannot hide behind the social media thing. And I think, yeah. I'm Social media is like, for me, super important and has been for a long time. Like I've been, I've been painting graffiti for 20 years. And when I started painting a lot of graffiti, like... Up north where I lived, there wasn't many graffiti writers and it, you didn't see so much stuff. And like I painted every day and no one saw what I was doing. So we had like these accounts where we posted what we painted for other writers to see what we did. And like it started off with that being 16 and like the police had surveillance on my account and like they knocked down my door and I got sentenced to prison for two years when I was 16 because of like having a social media account. And that was like evidence enough that it was me because they matched like clothes and like the GPS in my fucking phone and stuff like this. So social media has always been like pretty amazing and impactful because like obviously just because of social media, I could get like charged with a lot of felonies. 
Um, and now it's like I use it in the same way. Like I have a Facebook that I don't really care about. It's like an artist page slash like whatever, you know, like everything kind of what I post and what I am online is fake and not me. It's like, mm, I don't know. Like it looks like I'm like out all the time, hanging out with a lot of friends, but like that's the exact opposite of what I'm doing. I'm like a complete fucking loner. I smoke a ton of cannabis and I play the piano and the PlayStation 4, and I don't see friends, ever, basically. And if you look at my Instagram, it doesn't look like that. It looks like I'm like out throwing bills at a bar, and I don't, I don't like bars, to be honest. I don't like going out. I don't like fun that much. I'm, I'm actually really boring. And social media helps me like look better. Well, yeah, I want to stick with you, Jonas, because I think the reason why we brought you in for this panel was because you did an Instagram takeover for us uh, maybe in, like, February of last year, which was... I mean, most of them that we did, they're pretty boring, to be honest. It's just people going around, like, uh, DJing agree, and stuff, yeah. like, here's this dressing room I'm in. Here's my oh, record I'm about to get on the flight. You sort of changed the recipe there. Posted a lot of pictures of Moe and Chantel and a lot of Gucci. Yeah, we can go down on the Moe road. It's like, it's, I got a lot of shit from that. And it's really funny because like, I always just been like throwing around all these bottles and being like, ooh, whatever, like drinking champagne, throwing champagne, like pouring champagne on my 808 while I'm playing, you know, like it's not even 808 playing. It's not working because it's champagne in it, you know, like. I need to check, but uh, that's abuse. Never throw champagne on your 808. I'm, I'm sorry. But I'm really good with a soldering Never iron, do that. Though. Yeah. Gotta speak up. That's wrong. <laughs> I can honestly say I paid for one bottle of champagne in my whole life. The rest is stolen or from my riders. It's really easy to take it from the airport, or you just put it in your carry-on and walk out, or like watch out for security cameras, or you get it on your rider. Like I don't, Hold I can't up. afford it. This is not being shit. recorded, right? Is this on? Hold up. Because if you got felonies, you need to stop right now. I you're giving, don't care. You're going to get locked up again. Stop. This is, a, this is a, this a panel happening. discussion, not a forum for self-snitching. <laughs> so on that note, so you say, you know, you hate partying, uh, you don't like going out uh, and all this stuff, but that's sort of the image that you're trying to project on your Instagram. Like, is there any sort of pressure either from your managers or people that you know or maybe internalized to sort of project some sort of image of yourself or of your artist presence on social media? Do any of you guys feel that? I thought that was a joke when you asked that question because I was like, look at me. This is this is it. This is all you get. I mean, yeah, you don't get no more fucked up than this. This is, yeah. I mean, I, I had no reason to, like, be a poser or, like, put a false image out there of something to sell a brand. Like, you just have to be comfortable in your skin and, and push whatever energy that comes forth from you, either be perceived as negative or positive or the gray area, you know, fucked up. It's always being fucked up is the gray area. And then, you know, it's the other stuff is just left to everybody else to perceive or interpretate. Um, the best thing I can say is, is just that when people see an image, no matter if it happens to be in writing or a painting or in a book or on a computer screen, it's up to individual to perceive what they they see and how they intake it and how they want to internalize it and comprehend it. And I try not, me as a person, fall into that whole idol god fakeness or idolatry or, you know, get all up in my feels like I'm better than everybody else. It's kind of like I just kind of 
keep whatever I have to say inside the structure of the sonics that I create. And then it's up to the people who I deal with outside of myself. It happens to be a major indie label that will do the propaganda campaign. Because, you know, I just got hip to the game about four years ago where you got to write this whole, like, autobiography, you know what I'm saying, about tunes that you make, you know what I'm saying, so they can push the project to the public. And I'm looking like, uh, okay, I thought the music itself is supposed to, like, be self-explanatory, but you got to put more dogma, you know, for people to want to believe and put the energy into to build, like, this whole, like, uh, this inner world, you know? And that's just the best way I can put it. I, I just try to keep it real. Some people don't like it. Some people kind of like getting their feels about it. I just try to be conscious enough not to get too much of my feels, especially when I see something that's kind of like uh, disrespecting the people who came before me in this industry. I just feel like as far as when it comes to social media and a social media platform and artists who betray themselves in this format when they do it, I just hope they do it for the right reasons because there's a lot of people who sacrificed a lot before us any of this to even happen. That's how I look at it. And, you know, social media doesn't work out so well for them, especially when they started in the late 70s and the 80s or whatever, and they kind of got, like, left behind. And I'm kind of part of that old vanguard that if I'm not careful, I'll get left behind because, you know, in this culture, in five months, you could be on top, and five months later, you could be somewhere making paninis, serving Java, five in the morning. I'm just keeping it real. It just happens that way. So you got to be very leveled and, you know, plan you know what i'm saying accordingly of how you want to navigate this industry and i just believe just keep it real you don't have to sell yourself out to get like a million followers you know what i'm just saying think about longevity you know what i'm saying think about the end game long term when it comes to it i'm doing this until i hit the grave and cross over to the other world you know you have some people to try to maximize the most out of it and try to get what they can in the next five and be out I'm not knocking them for it but what does it actually does to the culture and what it does for the people that come after them what does it say how they feel about people who came before them who put 20 years work in, you know what I'm saying, to make them get paid in five years? I think RA and I think the other people who eventually came around and see what I do as a, as a, uh, as a person who creates, but I just feel like social media platforms and music in general should be more um, intuitive in really doing some like hitting the ground grassroots social level to get other people more exposed and not fall for the trickery of the fly-by-night Johnny Bravo. Is there a respectful way and a genuine way of using social media and sort of projecting yourself as an artist? I think, Judith, you've got a really nice Instagram sort of just showing all the places you've been, all the traveling. I think it reflects your interests and stuff as well. Is there ever any sort of like conscious thought that I should be doing this and I shouldn't be doing this? Or does it all come from a genuine place for you? It's it's more a, a thing that I I just like to um, be inspired. And I post stuff that inspires me and just reflecting the world around me. So within the traveling I do or um, the researches or the music I listen to, it's, it's um, quite open. And I like to play with the three images that create like new images in itself. So you could see eyes in it and the nose so it's it's more another thing than taking a pencil and drawing sometimes it inspires me to draw something so what was the question again so <laughs> so does it always do you ever have the conscious thought like i should be doing more of this or i should be doing more of that or is it always just how you feel in yourself at the time no i go with the flow of how i feel and i definitely want to support um the artists or the labels that sent me the music yeah and 
to try to hope that it inspires somebody else. Because that's um, what I like about Instagram. It can, like, there's certain um, people that have accounts that really inspire me. So I think it's a fresh way, one of the many, many possible ways to get inspired. Yeah. And all the rest, I try to uh, skip. <laughs> so for all three of you as consumers of social media just people who have instagram accounts or facebook or whatever like who do you like to follow like what's who creates content that you guys enjoy uh jonas who like who do you like to follow and what sort of stuff like do you engage with i like funny cat videos and dogs and stuff like that but since my account isn't my account it's a varg account and like you know i'm not varg or like jonas is not varg it's not the same thing so it depends really on who you're asking like i'm not schizophrenic but it's like on the contrary to what Jamal is saying, like I don't see my account like representing Jonas. And I use, I have several different artist names and bands and projects and probably, I, maybe I am schizophrenic. I have like, I don't know, like what I'm using my Instagram for is like almost like a shield of like deflecting a project that is happening, like portraying and building an artist that is not me. I'm just like the one managing this artist, like being this artist. Then I have on the side, I never released a record under my own name. Like, it says on my record, Varg is Jonas Rundberg. Because, like, you know, like, I'm the person producing it, but it's not me. So, like, on the Varg account, I don't know what I follow. Like, friends, boring shit. I don't know. But then I have, like, seven other Instagrams accounts that is, like, see top secret stuff. So I'm not going to get you to reveal all your aliases, but uh, the question I asked a couple minutes ago didn't make it across to you. So, like, what distinguishes a Varg post like how do you know how do you create the Varg illusion for other people I don't know like it just comes to me it's like magic I don't know it's like I mean I lived this for so for so long now so it's like I have I have a certain thing of schemes and I mean of course it's personal and it's a side of me but it's like it's a small part of me that is like raised up and enlarged like this whole Varg project so I don't know like what I post what I like is maybe like a photo of a dog drooling like i think that's like both representing like varg and me it's kind of like a photo of my dog drooling and like maybe like a broken synth on the floor with like some money thrown on it like some coins on it or something that sounds like sounds like a post for me and then like some really stupid hashtag actually i just rem remember as well like i have like five accounts that like i use instagram a lot when i play live as like an instrument like the looping function of it you know like I record sounds that is like, you know, kicking a door or some shit like that. And then I use that when I play live. But so you create like a boomerang or something like that and then use it in the... Yeah, not a boomerang. Boomerang doesn't have sound. Do you even have Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like, like a loop video. No, I know you're talking No, about, it's yeah. like some fucking John Cage shit, you know? Like they used to have like all these like tape recorders, like, you know, cut up the tapes, like do tone generators. And it would cut up the tapes in pieces to like create melodies. And that would take fucking forever now you can sit with a tone generator at home on your on your ipad and film it with your iphone doing different tones and like you know you can film the snippets with your with your iphone like beep boop pop boop and then you have a full like nice bass line or melody going in a loop and it loops seamlessly so like basically instagram can also be used as like a tape recorder or like a looper or something and i have i think i have like five accounts with just like that are just like sample banks for when i play live so like all the ambience and atmospheres when I play live is basically just my iPhone 
and my iPad plugged in running Instagram. And it's also nice because then I can check DMs if someone tags me in a nice <laughs> photo when I play and stuff. It's amazing. Amazing. I had no idea. Okay, that's good to know. Um, I guess I have a question. I'm going to say probably not for you, Judith, but for maybe for the other two guys. Have you ever got in trouble or real world consequences from anything that you posted or anything you said on social media? I did something really yes, bad. I figured, I, figured, I figured that might have been the case. <laughs> yeah, this is something I fucking regret. And like, if 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 anybody knows this guy, please tell him I'm sorry. It was like someone that came into my Instagram account and commented like, you suck. <laughs> and I was like, this is hilarious. And I went on his Instagram and it was only photos of like rabbits, like different rabbits. And he just took what the first photo of a rabbit and I commented like, this rabbit sucks. And then, like, uh, he wrote me a DM, like, this is really offensive. I was like, do you think this is really offensive? I was, like, fucking laughing about it. Then I read on the post, it was like, rest in peace, like, my favorite bunny. <laughs> I will for, for, forever miss you. And I came in from my, like, artist Instagram and said, Yo, this rabbit sucks. And I've been paying since I was 13. I pay every month to like help homeless animals. And I volunteered in like homeless dog shelters and cat shelters. I'm really passionate about animals. So I like this is like still giving me nightmares. Well, why doesn't, why doesn't your love of homeless animals make it onto Instagram? Because it's like that's me. And like you have to know me to know this shit. And maybe like I don't really like <laughs> that's the weird part of me. I'm always very like contradictory. Really yeah. yeah thank you my english is very lucky i never really attended school so much but it's like uh i'm always like high peaks and high lows like borderline style in my life like i, I think i maybe have borderline but like so it's the same with like uh, my life like i really want to be out there and show you everything like i if it was legal i could probably post like a dick pic on my scaliptum like my artist account if like if i thought it was a fun post like i'm Wait a minute, pretty so what was the question again I mean, no, but like, well, no, like, but I'm pretty limitless. Has he ever got in trouble from posting anything on yeah. social media? And then, but then you asked about why no dog photos make it, like animal love photos, because it's like I don't, I don't have any interest of show, showing me, but I can show everything, but except the real me, I guess. Well, then Jamal, I think one of the reasons why, yeah, we got you onto this because I think we did something. I can't remember what it was. You made some sort of rant against RA or whatever. I thought it was funny, so I was like, I wanted to bring you in because I know that you like to speak your mind. So I just wanted to hear about like what in particular you got in trouble about or like do you feel I mean technically speaking I didn't really get in trouble it was just kind of like one of those things it was kind of an undertone that I just see stuff will be on social media and I'm just kind of like I have a thing that people should just have a serious um uh serious integrity when it comes to like a journalistic approach because I have a lot of friends that actually are serious journalists that like work for CNN that works for like medical journals that works for like like huge news outlets and they used to be part of the music culture and then like I would show them and send them feeds and stuff now of what the musical landscape when they come to journalists now do and they just cry because it's just like what is going on like so it's like it's kind of one of those things like it's just, I just look at something and I just want to hate on it I sit back and I really internalize and I have to go get my receipts yeah, I'm very methodical that way. I would go back 10 years on your ass, you know what I'm saying, to prove my point. So I would go back and get some receipts and be like, okay, okay, okay. And then, you know, I would post it on my page, which technically speaking is not really open to the public. And then some people, and I know some of y'all out there, will snapshot my shit 
and then put other people's formats and forms for everybody to see. And that's how stuff starts to build. And I think that's how it went because then like I, I put the post up for the whole world to see. It was just something. I even put a disclaimer saying I know where how this is going to go and where it's going to go. But I just I got to speak my mind. I don't speak it much, but I feel like it's a it's a it's a it's a disservice and and uh, to people who put their heart and soul into this industry. And I feel like they've been jilted. And then when it comes down to, I'm sick of genres. I'm just sick of this whole fad of coming up with this is the new sound or this and this and this. I hate to tell you this, then the way I don't, if it if it ends with house, it's house. Period. Quit putting these these weird names in front of or afterward or in between it. Like let the category be what it is. You see what I'm saying? It's just like and then like put the best you can into that category. Quit like making subdivisions. Cause like I said, when people internalize certain things, it degrades and demoralizes anybody part of a culture. So when they step into the daylight into the real world, it crosses over. And that's why the world is the way it is now. And people don't want to talk about it. But art and music culture helps uplift society and humanity for the better. You see what I'm saying? Because I find it very funny that people will come into this culture and bully everybody. I'm saying across the board. I go, I'm going to take my lumps tomorrow, but fuck it. I got to say it. We got to quit beating up on each other because we come into this culture and we're at this person or that person because of their sexuality or their color or how much money they make or the way they dress or whatever. And then it's just like, okay, now your voice is heard but then why is the world still messed up? Just just for clarity, I think what we're actually talking about here is there was a post uh, that we, Resident Advisor, did about uh, so-called lo-fi house music basically at the end of last year describing sort of the sonic trends that prevailed in 2017 and that's what you were responding to. You are talking about the classification of lo-fi house, but that's a bit off topic for the moment. But basically, so you speak your mind a lot, like you always feel compelled to... Put whatever's on your but, brain. But um, you did say, did I piss anybody off? And there was a couple of people that came at me sideways, <laughs> and they did. And I'm just like, no, I'm speaking for the people. I had friends committed suicide that was part of this game. I'm being, that's why I got, I took offended to it. There was people that was doing the same sound that got up in their fields and walked away, took their lives. You know, they sacrificed families, loved ones, careers to do this. And it's to hear about some young kids come up and use the word house and say lo-fi. And now it's a thing and they're getting booked all over the world. And I still got homies hurting. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm not trying to take away from them. You see what I'm saying? I'm just like, I said before, what about the people who who bust their ass for 20 years just to even just so people can say, hey, I can contribute to humanity. That's all. And I think that's just that's just wild that these people cannot have a spotlight. I wish there was a social media uh, platform where everybody can be involved and say, hey, we found the latest. Here's their story. Well, that kind of feeds into a question I want to ask later. Basically, obviously, with all the controversies around Facebook in the last like six months or so, everything they do with Cambridge Analytica, rigging the election, et cetera, et cetera, um, there was a lot of people talking about abandoning the platform in total. And we actually got a very lengthy email from an artist who I'm not going to name right now talking about potentially creating like an artist-led platform exclusively for people to use to promote their own stuff. Now, none of you said you're too keen on Facebook. Do you have anxieties about the way they use data and the way they treat their users? Is that something that bears to mind for any of you guys? It's a tough one because it's like you, I think you really have to stay woke about it and, and know about it. But I mean, if I don't, if I choose the other way and I don't have a phone, I will not, I only use cash um lots of things that add up and that's a hell of a sacrifice nowadays maybe one one moment i 
will do it. I don't know, but I don't think so right now. But to still be aware of it. Um, but then there's always two sides to everything. And as you said, like there's also um, a great thing about that it connects people and it gives me um, courage or inspiration in a moment where I'm maybe a bit like doubtful. So it's also very precious to be connected to the ones that really inspire you and to know that there's like around the globe people that, you know, um, strive for a, a, a better or higher thing or to create or create their worlds. Of course you had that before. I mean, if you would travel and not have the MySpace or, or email, emails or stuff or mobile phones, you, you also would have these experiences. But now it's just with a different speed and um, which gives you also a different potential. You can unite quicker and uh, get things done um, faster together. So I think you have to keep on looking to the good side, but stay really um, woke. Yeah. Yeah, <coughs> I'm just thinking back of like... Uh Returning to that thing I talked talked about earlier when the police had a surveillance of me when I was 16. Like uh, that year I had like big trials. Um, the cops were following me every time. Like I left my house. I got stopped, like like searched. The same year my girlfriend at the time got murdered. And like I got really crazy for a while. And uh, I got diagnosed with, with I don't know how it, how it's called in English, but it's like uh, like this kind of mania where it felt like I was always followed, like always watched. You know, it was almost like yeah paranoia, but it was like in a in like a fucking like medicinal fine term for it. Like I couldn't leave my house basically because I thought like cameras were everywhere, CCTV were everywhere, and everybody was watching, hearing, and stuff like this. And it made me crazy from the age of like seventeen to like twenty-one, and still painting graffiti, still painting trains, like having all these security cameras on me. And then I realized I was a, I moved to Stockholm, which was a, like a bigger city, and I got arrested, and they had surveillance footage of me painting like a a whole car a whole subway car and you could see my face clearly in all of this like in the whole movie scene and I just told the cops like no that isn't me and I sat in a cell for four days and the only thing I said like it is it isn't me like it isn't me same clothes same hairdo whatever it's not me and in the end of the day nothing happened you know like the, the case was closed and I think like all of this shit that they are gathering on us the info and all this stuff for me it's like that helped me overcome my phobia and I feel like all of the shit that is stuck on us now, it's just trash material in the end of the day. It's just garbage. They don't want us. They want like someone that actually does bad shit. I'm I'm personally not scared about like that they stack photos and like fucking, you know, navigate you and like, you know, match people together and all so this. So you feel stuff. like you've got nothing to hide, basically? I got tons of stuff to hide, <laughs> but I don't think they care about it. That's what I'm saying. But then on the other hand, like um, my ex-girlfriend is from uh, Palestina and uh, her cousin was uh, incarcerated because uh, his, uh, he was friends with uh, like his best friend from school threw a rock at the Israeli military and my girlfriend's cousin went to prison for being like or was like held in a prison cell for like a month or something interrogated in Israel for uh, because of... Uh, being associated on Facebook with a guy who threw a rock at the Israeli 
military. So we have like, I'm lucky enough to live in Sweden where we don't have these conflicts. So it feels like my data and my personal information doesn't mean fucking shit. But like maybe if you're in a different part of the world, it can be really rough. And like it can create a big like um uh what is it called like a head spin, you know, like a a it can something small can become really big and like filled with false information really quickly, like a computer virus, but like in the world, you know, it's like the computer virus went out in the world. Something just spins around, someone says something, and then it's true all of a sudden. And everybody believes it because you read it, because I posted it, you know, and you trust me because you're a fan of my music or something, and I post some shit when I was drunk that I believed, that I heard, then you know it, and then Fact Magazine knows it and posts about it. And then it comes out that it isn't true, but it isn't that funny to read that it's not true, because like the bullshit stories, like throwing dirt on someone is always the funniest. So like the repercussions would be like really harsh, because no one cares about like the if it's true or not in the end. It feels like today. Do you feel like with press pics and artist bios and people writing about you all the time and people filming videos of you, maybe DJing and playing places, that it's important to take ownership of your own narrative and to have social media so you can control what people are saying about you and thinking about you? Is that something that occurs to you guys? Actually, the whole thing is when they're talking about me, they're talking about the artist. They're not talking about me. So I only take it personal unless it's like one of those things they they just disrespecting the culture. You know what I'm saying? But if they're talking about me, they can have at me all day. I don't care because they really don't know me. They don't really know my life. Well, part of it, thanks to that documentary. But, you know, yeah. yeah. About Sorry about that. No, it's all good. It's cool. You know, it's just that when I'm out now and somebody's smiling at me, I don't know if they're smiling at Jamal or they're smiling at Hagler for being because of that documentary, but it's all good. But I'm just saying, in general, it's kind of like... I really don't take it personal. It's just kind of like it's just business as usual when it comes to that. Everybody's going to have their opinion, you know? I've had cats... That couldn't stand me back in 2010, 2009 when they thought my stuff was lo-fi, unprofessional, not high def enough. And I used to just get beat up, especially on discogs, just like, or like, or like certain message boards. I used to just get beat up all the time. But I was just like, I'm just gonna do me. You know what I'm saying? Because they projecting on the sound and then the image that comes with the sound, but they're not at me. The only way I get offended unless one of my closest personal friends i only have like five of those i've been down with for 25 plus years i would be hurt if they was to say something you know what i'm saying that's a whole different like energy connection you know so it's like as far as the targeted audience at large it's only for them to have their opinion you know what i'm saying that's their right to as long as it doesn't cause bodily harm or like serious grief or economic disenfranchisement for the individual that's how i look at it what about you, Judith? Do you like pay mind or pay attention to what people say about you and stuff in comment sections and that kind of thing? Yes, I mean, to the point where I'm not really like, there's not so much to influence on or like I'm not really that much exposed. Let's say if I post something on my Instagram, for example, for me it's important that it's more about the music and not the crowd that has the hands in the air and maybe more the song that really touched me that evening. or So it's maybe dark and not so fancy, but you, you meant something else. So if it's important <laughs> to me that things are said in the right way, yes, for example, with interviews, I want to read them again, or I want to listen to mix. Uh, if, if it's um, a live recording, I do not quickly say yes, because I want to make sure it's right. Stuff like that, yes, I'm picky. And the other thing... <laughs> 
<laughs> about how people talk about you on the internet and stuff. Like, do you look at if there's a post about well, you? Do you I read think, the comments? Like? Um, I, when I did the boiler room, yes, I admit I I read some of the comments, but then you have to stop because it's like endless. And I really like I want to feel good, and I want to rather do some good stuff than sit in front of the computer and lose and waste time with that. So, yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> now the full question just came to light to me because I told you I had a fun time last <laughs> night. Um, I try to do a preemptive strike on certain on, on certain people who like to troll. So like I really will just get out in front of it. So like I used to do these mixed cassette tapes and it would just be like uh, hot mess, no fucks given. You know what I'm saying? I would just do stuff like that. I would troll myself before anybody could troll me, which takes the fun out of trolling. So the people, the haters that want to hate are like, damn, he beat us to it. So that way you just own your fucked upness. Is that one way to do it? Would I even care? Yeah, just own your fucked upness. And actually, I made money from owning my own fucked upness. Believe it or not, I sold a lot of cassette tapes saying that this is a shit-ass mix. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I'm enough. Yeah, I can do double mics. No, I, I completely agree with you, though. It's like, I, I, I do the same. I just put out stuff. It's like, I don't, I don't really listen back to my records. I don't listen back to the feedback so much. I read some reviews. It can be fun to, like, get some kind of motivation or, like, send it to your mother or something so she can be, like, finally understanding what I'm doing in life. But it's like, other than that, it's like, the only thing I've been really fucking bummed about is like when people take my artist name and mix it together with the Varg Vikernes. That has been like a big fucking mishap for many fucking years. And every time I do interviews, like, so what's your connection to Varg Vikernes? Like, zero fucking null nada. Like, I played in black metal bands when I was a kid, 100%. Do I come from that culture? 100%. But do I support a fucking like, crazy nazi in paris did i take my name from him no and like i try to s finish it every time like my name means wolf in swedish and that's what you call like a lonely person and when i was a kid i was a bit weird like i still am so my mother called me wolf because i was always just alone running along the train tracks and doing tags basically so that's the only thing like when i see that online i can go ape shit. i i crushed several phones over this yeah, just finally, I just wanted to ask you guys just quickly um, what advice you give to like any artists who are starting out literally today and if they want to use social media or just the internet to promote their career, how they should do it. F uh, fake it till you make it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I had this talk with Jung Lin once about like him losing a lot of money from doing a tour. Like, he lost a shitload of money from a tour and he was like, he tried to calculate why he didn't get any money at the end of the tour and he was like, oh shit, maybe it was because I rented like a bus with like five private bedrooms and like a full kitchen and all this shit. And I was like, why the fuck would you do something stupid like that? Like spending all your tour money on like this. And he was like, fake it till you make it. You can't pull up in like a trashy old like beaten up busted like Range Rover if you're a rapper you need to look like a rapper it's like damn and now he's making dough you know so like fake it till you make it I guess okay good advice maybe um Judith yeah just do your thing like it sounds really simple and cheesy but s just listen to yourself and um wait until they ask you to come and play um wait and and work on your stuff and uh, take it easy there's plenty of time you don't have to it's not a race so 
Okay. Kind of the opposite, but good. I like that as well. All right. So anybody be starting now or anybody that's just halfway through getting to where they need to be, I would honestly say research the culture, study the culture, know the culture. And then you find some of the people who came before you and sit down with them. I'm not asking them don't I'm not asking you to ask them to be your daddy or anything like that, but more like a mentor. You know what I'm saying? Always find some people who's in the game, you know, at least ten years, you know what I'm saying, a couple of years before you so you, you can get some helpful insight. That's the first and foremost thing you need to do is really try to find some mentors in this game. Because with technology, young people come in, they see what's online, and they figure within uh, three months they know everything, and it's just not the case. And, I mean, it's just like it would help to reach out to uh, people who came before you because then I'm not saying it gives them validation, but it lets them know that whatever they went through, it was worth it to see somebody come up to be able to step into the arena to take over where they left off at. And then after you have your mentor, then you decide what equipment that best suits your need. Don't get caught up into the, the, the Toys R Us synthesizer game or the drum machine game. You really have to like just figure out what sound works best for you or whatever so-called genre we need to stop. The, the label and whatever, but whatever you want to get into, research that. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of like formats online you can learn, you know, about certain drum machines or synths or like organic instruments that you can use to trick out with like a lot of electronic effects. You know what I'm saying? And then like learn, 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 please learn the back end, you know what I'm saying, of the music game. A lot of people come into this and be like, oh, I'm going to make money just off of touring. I'm going to make money, hopefully, off of putting a couple of records out. And 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 you don't know about publishing, you don't know about licensing, you don't know about royalties, you don't know about mechanicals. There's a lot of stuff involved with that, and you need to be ground one before you step into this arena. Learn that game because at the end of the day, it's about investing in yourself and investing you know, in your capability to progress either in this culture or outside this culture. And it's called having savings. You know, a lot of artists don't even know to get insurance when they travel, especially medical or, you know, rental insurance for their home when they leave. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff involved in this. And it doesn't take much. If you're part of a recording society, you know, investigate that. If you're not with one, get with one. You know what I'm saying? Even after you get a recording society, you still have to find a good lawyer that's going to have you publishing in other territories. So there's a lot of stuff intricately involved. And then before you actually start making the actual project to put it out there, make sure it's something that's going to that's gonna be representative of you and where you come from that's going to like shed, uh, shed light on your block or your community or your culture to the world because that affects a lot of the people that wants to be part of it. So you got to make sure you have to be on point. You know what I'm saying? That's the one good thing about, about technology now and the internet. You can get ahead of the curve. I understand what she's saying. Take your time. There's no rush. But when it comes to getting the knowledge, get as much as you can, as fast as you can, so you can be up to speed and up to par with your peers when you step into this arena. So, and another thing too is, savings always make sure you take care of your taxes wherever you come from as an artist make sure you put money aside to cover you know what i'm saying your expenses and you put money aside for future you know what i'm saying investment to other things because i rent a lot of artists younger ones who are crying on the road i'm not gonna put people's names out there but some artists may know what i'm talking about when they deal with you know the industry i'm not gonna pull out one segment industry out as for you to figure out but as you as an artist you want to have some tough skin because there's some stuff's gonna be said to you and done to you when you put on the road that you're not ready for 
you know, especially when you're young and you don't have, a, you know, thick skin. I've seen people break down. I've seen people cry trying to figure out what to do, what direction to go. And that's the one thing I try to do is give them advice. And I just tell them, this is what you need to do and stick to this plan. It'll be okay in five years. Some people don't listen and they burn out. Some people do and they're doing better. 